This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. I'm Dave Brown, joined by Michelle McQuig and Joy Gupta as part of the news panel. Let's address the next topic. The federal government convened an auto theft summit in Ottawa yesterday. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau explained why the summit matters. So we're convening this summit because Canadians need serious action. A catchy slogan won't stop auto theft. A two-minute YouTube video won't disrupt organized crime. Cracking down on auto theft means bringing law enforcement, border services, port authorities, car makers, and insurance companies together. The federal government says there's an estimated 90,000 cars stolen in Canada each year, and those numbers have proportionally been on the rise in the last few years. Joetta, why'd this topic grind your gears? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, on the surface, it's it's not a topic that would have piqued my interest, but I think uh, because it comes off as a, a fairly straightforward law and order issue and a nonpartisan issue at that, I mean, it's hard to say anyone would be in support uh, of of car thievery. But I think there's a couple of issues that come into play here. Uh, that, would be, uh, that would be a controversial, yeah, that would be a controversial devil's advocate take uh, yes, this morning. No, yes, no, I'm here yes. for car theft. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I think there's a couple of things here. As you know, as you noted, uh, about 90,000 vehicles are stolen every year, and that number is on the rise in Ontario and Quebec uh, just in the last year. 2022 to 23, that number shot up by 50%, I believe. And in Toronto, in the last decade, car theft has gone up by 300%. Um, and when you factor in the context, when you take into the context, which is that buying a car has become that much more expensive. Um, I remember reading a study sometime back that said a new car is going to cost you around $60,000. Um, and a used car can cost you still quite a bit more, like about twenty five to 30000 depending on the age of the car. Um, this has tremendous repercussions. And granted, the three of us aren't really big on driving, but it is an issue that impacts the disability community. There are a lot of people who who, who rely on having a vehicle um, and who still require having a car. So I think it is a worth considering uh, why this is on the rise, what the political implications are. It's very hard to talk about this issue without considering that an election is around the corner and everyone is gearing mm -hmm. up for that. And then having maybe a discussion about some of the solutions is not a miss either. Yeah. Michelle, let's start with the focus. You and I talked about this the day after it was announced, uh, when yeah. the federal government, after the cabinet retreat, said there is going to be a summit all about auto theft. And the three of us are oftentimes talking about you have to look at the picture of the Canadian life experience holistically. But anytime there's an increase in theft, especially major theft, it speaks to what some folks have perceived as sort of a social decay or a worsening of the fabric in the country. So to me, it makes sense to bring people together to talk about something that impacted 90,000 people directly last year and probably impacted hundreds of thousands of people indirectly. It makes sense that the federal government would take a little bit of time to talk about this. 
I think so. Yeah. And, and it touches on the other thing that we often circle around on this panel, and that's jurisdiction. And that it is it does make sense for this government to take charge of getting everyone that needs to be in the room on this one at the table. Uh, he, the prime minister mentioned the C, uh, Canadian, CBSA, the Canada Border Services Agency. Uh, he mentioned law enforcement. Obviously, there's an RCMP component to all that. Um, there are there is, Federal leadership makes sense, and I think it also makes some sense for this government to do something that we don't often see and then for them to try and get out ahead of an issue. We, uh, you probably remember, Dave, on that segment, we, there was a certain amount of surprise from both of us. Just, mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. now we're talking about auto thefts. All right, that, that's this is a thing that's just happened. But I think that that is something that is probably pretty deliberate. We weren't talking a lot about auto thefts. Now we are. There is a lot of data to suggest that auto thefts have gone up over the course of this government's specific tenure. Um, whether that results in or is if it's fair to then blame the government for said increase, as we're seeing happening in some quarters, is a different question. And I think we'll probably get to that. But it makes, I think, some political sense. Um, and practical sense for the government to try and get out of this one and take the lead. Juita, you raised it, but what's your reaction to the focus on the issue? It's not surprising. As I said, with an election looming, uh, what people are really trying to do, whether it's the federal liberals or the federal conservatives, is court the 905 area or other parts of the country, the the demographic that is deeply reliant on cars. Um, And whether it's the federal liberals saying, we understand this is an issue for you, it has ramifications for your families, that your car is getting stolen, we are behind this issue 100%. Or if it's Pierre Poilievre returning out and saying, look, I mean, here's the federal government being incompetent again, and look how this issue has gotten so much worse on their watch. Um, and, you know, they've tend- the, the federal conservatives have traditionally lent, lent into the into these law and order type of issues. I think it, it uh, you'll excuse the cynicism, but I think why are we talking about this right now probably has a lot more to do with the impending elections than it does to really have, you know, I mean, I think car thefts have been an issue for a very long time. The numbers kind of bear that out. If you think about 90,000 cars being stolen every year, the numbers going up, everybody knows this. Three percent increase in Toronto in the last decade. Why were we not talking about this before? Why now? Why is this the moment? And I think it's because the election's coming along, coming along, and everybody yeah. in there is is trying to court that demographic because a lot of studies have shown that if you can succeed in courting the 905 demographic near the GTA and other select areas, it generally predicts success in an upcoming election. So I think really it is it is more a response to the fact that there's an election than anything else. Michelle, I have oftentimes talked about the tangibility of politics, especially in the last six to 12 months, that people think there are these tangible issues that you can put your finger on, and hence the blaming and the campaigning and everything around it. But I did think that what came out of yesterday was quite a bit of thoughtful conversation, which I'm never gonna criticize. I'm with you. And, and I thought even some of the concrete measures seemed a pretty, not just concrete, but, but feasible and attainable. We're talking about like some small amendments to the criminal code to catch up to current technology. I'm with you, Dave. A lot of the conversations, hearing people in the room from from, from the insurance world, from, the, from the, the shipping world, tracking port activity, all of these things seem to be steps that make a lot of sense and are actually kind of relatable and I don't think we see this very often so that's kind of why I find this interesting is because we gripe on this panel and outside of it about you know governments being too abstract and all this airy fairy pie in the sky talk about things 
right here is an example of, of something much more tangible and concrete playing out in a reasonable time frame. This summit was announced, what, less than a month ago, and now it's happened and it's done and it seems to have brought about some results. So I, I find that kind of refreshing, honestly. Yeah, so you, Michelle, you mentioned the notion of better tracking of cargo leaving ports because that's been one mm -hmm. of the criticisms that cars are being stolen in the GTA or Montreal area and being shipped out to ports and then shipped out of the country and that Canada had become a hub for the export the exporting of stolen vehicles there's there was some talk of organized crime which was which was yes. interesting yep. there was there was conversation about stiffer penalties inside the criminal code mm -hmm. and that is something that conservative leader Pierre Polyev has talked about as well saying a minimum three-year sentence for someone who's a repeat car thief but there was the conversation about technology Joita which I mm -hmm. thought was fascinating in the era of keyless entry and keyless ignitions that there is an element where car manufacturers and law enforcement have not been able to keep up with the idea of hacking. People being no. people being able to hack their way into a car and hack it started. No more ripping wires out from underneath the dashboard to hotwire a car or smashing a window. People are using telephones. So to me, in the solutions that were talked about yesterday that I thought were quite pragmatic, I, I thought that jumped out to me, a robust conversation yeah. about how cars yeah. have evolved and how car thievery has evolved with it and perhaps law enforcement and insurance and other forms of protection have not managed to keep up. No, well, that's often the case. And I think it is something of a call to action for car manufacturers to recognize that people have found new and innovative ways to hack into systems and to steal cars. And uh, there is going to be some pressure put, understandably, to try and bring some of the security measures that are built into vehicles up to snuff. Uh, certainly not, not a bad solution there, but also maybe improving security at uh, at ports, and I'm not just talking about you know improving cameras and scanning shipping containers, and uh, you know looking at other mechanisms by which you can actually um, monitor what cars are being shipped out from from local ports, but also looking at um, you know coordinating different aspects of law enforcement, whether it's the RCMP, border control, port controls, making sure there's better coordination there, rooting out corruption, uh, because you know there's a, an element of that as well. Oh, certainly, uh, certainly. Uh, but, but I think your point about sentencing is a really good one, because I had not known prior to investigating this that the minimum sentence for someone who is uh, charged with car thievery is actually about six months, which is nothing. So, uh, you know, really looking at maybe a tougher sentence, which is something that Pierre Polyever is certainly getting behind uh, three years, and if not more, uh, is a way to to try and act as a bit of a deterrent. Uh, but beyond that, I think, yes, the bulk of the responsibility here does lie with um, car manufacturers, bearing in mind that uh, as, you know, as, as technology has become more sophisticated, we often find that people are able to find workarounds. We often see that, you know, the, the hacking becomes more sophisticated as well. And so you have to kind of run to keep up with that. And there is a certain amount of of responsibility that car manufacturers themselves have in that whole situation. The uh, three of us are older millennials. Um, Y'all rem remember in the 1990s when that device, the club, came out, which was just a metal locking mechanism? Yes, I do. A oh, my metal goodness. locking mechanism that you put over the wheel of the car. I oh, yeah. Guys, I wonder if the club is coming back.
That's hilarious. <laughs> or if someone's working Some... on your virtual club, the club app yeah, right now. Yeah. No, 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 yeah. no apps. So we got to get away from the hacking. By the way, Anastasia in the control room just said the club is making a comeback. People are installing it's clubs back on their steering wheel. Amazing. Yeah. I love this. I totally remember oh, this. Wow. You know, yeah, new, it was a blast from the past. New technology and better tracking at ports and uh, keyless entry. You know what you can't beat a metal and your club. 90s throwback. A <laughs> metal right. club. Yeah. And you get a chia pet in your car, too, and you're going to be all set. <laughs> okay, let's uh, put this get one. Tamagotchi in your pocket. Le yeah. Le <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's pump the brakes on this one. Coming up after wow, the wow. break, the city of Vancouver is dealing with a apparent rat infestation. How big a priority should pest control be for a city? There's a certain obviousness to that, but it's worth a bit of, as they say in journalism, de rigueur. This is the Now News Panel on AMI-tv. Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern Time on AMI-tv. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.